Hello there. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. I'm Kelly. And we are so glad that you have joined us today. A little bit different scenario because of the times in which we live, but we still wanted to make sure that you get these good conversations. And today's, I think, is very, very important. We are at a time in our world where it is not become popular to disagree with one another. But I read uh, this piece from uh, a guy named Alex Chidiak. I think I'm saying his name right. Um, And I wanted to share it with you as we kind of leap into a conversation about how to still have relationships with people that you don't always agree with. Because as believers, we are called to that. And Alex speaks to that. He says, last fall, Pew Research found that about 80% of both political supporters had few or no friends who supported the opposing candidate, okay? Add to this a drop in civic engagement, church attendance, and social functions in the wake of the pandemic, and you've got a lot of lonely people stuck at home listening to the political entertainment of their cable anchor while crafting angry Facebook and Twitter posts about them. And I was like, oh my word, somebody finally talked about the elephant in the room. It is so true that we have forgotten that it's okay to disagree. He goes on to say this, as Christians, it falls on us to show the world what genuine community should look like. Our social engagement should be marked by modesty, sound reason, and charity. So I thought that would be a good place for us to start because I don't know about you girls, but it seems like every time I log on to Facebook, there is somebody on another rant about said political candidate or said political situation. And it just kind of ties me up in knots. Am I alone in that? You are are not alone. (laughs) Yeah. And I, um, as I've just kind of prayed through this, and we wanted to talk about this because it is something like the coronavirus that is not going away. Y'all, we're always going to disagree with people, but how do we do so as believers? Because I think one of the things that I have seen happening for people who I know are lovely people and who love the Lord, but they have done just that. They sat down behind a keyboard and kind of typed out their feelings without truly processing what the other side of that is. Because what we have to remember is when we log on to Facebook or any other social media is there's somebody on the other side reading it with their filter Mm -hmm. on, you know, and we Mm -hmm. kind of forget that. Well, we're losing that face-to-face interaction where you see someone's facial expression and it's like, oh, I've, I've bothered them, or maybe they're not really sure what I mean. And so then I'm not then able to try to find a bridge in my words. We just type it out and it just, there's no way to gauge someone's delivery through words on a screen. It's kind of like radio. (laughs) I I think it's even worse in a sense because like I'll, I I just like exclamation points. Everything I write has an exclamation point. Mm. So for some people it's like, I'm screaming at them. You know, (laughs) I love you. But you know, if you say something, maybe you're trying to start a discussion, put exclamation point on it. They feel like I'm yelling at them and there's no way to gauge that. We just have Mm. lost our interpersonal interactions so that we can really mend what's happening. 
Yep. I totally agree. And I, I, I know that for me, I've gotten myself into trouble by just posting something on Facebook without thinking about it, you know, just yeah. let the raw emotion of whatever it is that I've read come through without stopping and breathing and thinking about what I want to say. And, you know, for yes. me, one of the things that I have tried to put everywhere in front of my face is the fruit of the spirit. Mm. It, can I really demonstrate the fruit of the spirit in everything I say, everything I post, every way I respond to somebody that is, am I providing love, joy, peace, patience? Yeah, that's the hardest one. <laughs> Lord, <clears throat> can we be kind? Can we be gentle? Can we be, can we be self-controlled? And it's yeah. hard, it's hard, but it's a good, a good reminder. It is a good reminder. And I think he, he kind of touches on that in this, this post. He goes on to say, we can appeal to the heart, but we should not bypass the mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think we, you, you mentioned that they are being mindful of what we post and the effect that it could have. I think also that the pandemic has kind of made us forget what it's like to help be, have a healthy way to process through things. I know for me, I need to look at people face to face and talk through things. And it's not generally that I need them to give me an answer. It's generally, I just need to say it out loud so that I can get it all um, out on the table and then I can process through it. And I think that's one of the things that we're missing that we've tried to make social media kind of fill that gap. But I don't think that it's the right place to go for that because like you say, there's, there are no social body cues, body language. You can't, you know, you know, you can't see me going, Hi, you know, and, and when you can't see that, it's hard to judge because you read through your own filter. Yes, yes. It's very empty, the interactions you have. Mm. Oftentimes they're, they're staggered. So I'll respond to something and then 45 minutes later, somebody will respond. So it's not the same as a conversation that's a give and a take and a smoothness. It's, it's like a, wait, I've been thinking about this and I'm going to say this. And Kelly, another thing you mentioned that I really am grabbing a hold of is the idea of really gauging everything I say, post, do to the fruit of the spirit. And I was thinking about um, the one about self-control mm. and the quicker I respond, the more opportunity for me to mess up and right. say the wrong thing. And that, that there's that sense when someone says something you're offended or you're, or I'm offended or I get upset or something, my knee jerk reaction, respond right away. Right. Don't take any time to do it. And if I am not on myself, I'll do that. And then I'll regret it. And it is, it makes life a whole lot more complicated when you don't take that second step. And I don't take that second step to pause, breathe, think through this. But I love that kind of gauging everything by the fruit of the spirit. I think that could be very helpful. You know so, what I've done too with the self-control? They have that great snooze for 30 days. But <laughs> I mean, I, I heard what you said early, Carol, about um, how we've put ourselves in a place that's really kind of sanitized where everybody around us is saying the exact same thing yeah. <clears throat> that we've choose your group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you've, you've chosen your group and there's some wisdom in that. And there's also some downside in that. You know, I, mm. I have chosen not to eliminate all the people that post things that I don't agree with, right. but absolutely. I have chosen to hide those people and those comments that inflame me that mm. are a, 
you know, that are going to cause me to lose my self-control um, and not be able to, to live out the fruit of the spirit. Um, those trigger, those trigger posts. I love that. Cause that kind of leads into the second thing that he said. So I think, first of all, we've established weight, just give it yeah. some time. Walk away is a good, good strategy. And then he says this, and I, this was kind of like a light bulb moment for me. He said, present your ideas, not with condescension, but as gifts, a gift is offered in love to do the other person good. The tone of the offer matters, as does our willingness to accept the gift's rejection. The relationship matters more than the argument. That's awesome. You know, I can't, what I just pictured, which made me laugh, was when we give gifts, we don't hit somebody over the head with the <laughs> like here you go take it at once (laughs) (laughs) we give it graciously and we say we want the other person to accept it and that's beautiful carol i love that idea of a gift i did too but i'd never thought of it that way like you're right you don't stick walk up to somebody go here's your gift you idiot you know i mean (laughs) you don't do that you didn't know you needed this (laughs) (laughs) not if you want to keep that friend but you said, you said something on a, on a previous podcast that I, I really haven't forgotten. And I've seen it play out time and time again. When humility enters the picture, arguments stop. And yeah, I, I, have, I have seen that. I've seen that with my family. I've seen that at work. I've seen that in interactions all over. When someone comes with humility, mm-hmm. brings it. In that, in that, that's that sense of I don't know everything. I care about you. Um, I am um, here's my thought, but I'm curious what you think. That that humility that God tells us to bring stops the arguments cold in their tracks. Mm. Love that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because all of us want to be right. And humility. <laughs> You're right. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> humility doesn't keep score. It doesn't say I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. And, and I think the fact that he said, you know, the relationship matters more than the argument. We have lost that in our country. We have lost that in our Facebook posting. We have lost that in social media. We've lost that in new relationship no longer is the guiding light. I heard Andy Stanley say one time that you should parent so that when your kids leave, leave home, they'll still want to come back. Mm. Like that's how you should parent. And, and I think that's how we can be good um, stewards of the influence that God's given us in a lot of ways to let relationship lead. And even if we disagree with people that we keep that relationship at the head of the conversation and know that it is okay that we don't think the same way. That is what makes our country great is the fact that we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and we, we tend to come to conversations with people that we disagree with, with an attitude of, I want to change your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm right. Yeah. Wrong, and I'm going to tell you how I'm right. And I'm going to win. I'm going to come away with the best argument. But if we came with that humility and we came with the attitude of, I just want to, I want to, gen- I'm genuine, I genuinely care about you. And I want to genuinely and authentically hear your heart. I want to listen more than I speak. And I want to hear the point that you're trying to make. Yes. This would be so much better. It's like, it's the motive that we've talked about time and time again. What is my motive for posting this? Is it to change that person's mind? Like you said, because guess what? 
that doesn't happen. <laughs> Nobody ever said, well, I changed my mind because of a post on Facebook. Now, maybe it makes people think, but it doesn't really change minds. But the motive of I want to understand your point of view or I want to give you the gift of kindness or, you know, something like that is so much different and it will change everything about how we respond, how we type those letters. So I'm glad you said that. That's so true. It's best done face to face. Yeah. If I really want to hear what you have to say, Tricia, I want to sit across the table from you and I want to hear you talk. I want to hear those words. And it's just, you know, we can't become keyboard warriors. (laughs) Yeah. And James 119, that says we're, we're uh, to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to become angry. You know, we've got to remember that, that we're seeking to persuade people and not manipulate people. And I think that's where we get lost too, is that we want to manipulate people instead of persuade them. And that's a whole different, I mean, they sound similar and there are some similarities, but when you persuade people, you are making an argument and I hate even use the word argument, but you're just laying out a case for them to decide when you're manipulating them, you're actually using your influence for yucky reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. and that just makes me think. Now, you know, here's the thing as believers in Jesus Christ, we have an understanding of hopefully we're trying to have an understanding of God's word. And we do believe there is a right in certain areas and a wrong in certain areas. And I think sometimes it gets tricky if we know what's right, because God's word says it, how do you interact with someone who doesn't have that mindset? Maybe not yet. You know what I'm saying? It's a little Mm -hmm. bit different than just disagreeing with someone um, over the way we think about politics or whatever. Yeah. And I, um, I read a book a couple of years back and I think it even shared it with you guys at some point, but um, the author said that we've got to stop playing like we're the home team as believers. You know, for so long in our country, we've been the home team, you know, Christianity was the way that everybody lived and there, it was a basis for everybody's belief. And it's not that way anymore. Um, When you go into the opposing team's uh, Jim, you know, you're going to be heckled by the fans, you know, that, and you yeah. just prepare yourself for that. And you find ways. I, I think about going on a mission trip. When you go on a mission trip, you study the culture, you find mm-hmm. out about the foods, you find out about the ways that they communicate, you educate yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is not so uncommon um, or it shouldn't be for us as believers that we educate ourselves, that we become students of people who believe differently than we do and, and take some time trying to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives us the right and the privilege to get to share our own faith with them. Yeah. Once we've actually stopped and listened and heard and given them the time and attention that they need, they Mm -hmm. will, and hopefully in turn do the same thing for us. And we're able to then with humility approach our faith and say, this is why I believe the way I believe. And this is what I believe is truth. But here's the thing, you guys, as we're sitting here talking about this, I'm realizing that I have never been persuaded in politics because of somebody's arguments. I have been persuaded in my faith because of the life that they lived. And I know people are going to jump up and down and say, well, you can't just live the life you've got to, you know, and I, and I agree with that. But I think the most compelling reasons for people to follow Christ are the ways that we interact with other people. Mm -hmm. And are we doing a good job of that right now? 
I don't know. And, you know, another thing that he said was don't make sweeping generalization, generalizations about the other side or them or whatever the opposing viewpoint is. Don't make sweeping generalizations. Take time to sit down with somebody, like you said, and have a conversation about it. But I feel like we need to hold each other accountable as believers um, because I don't know that we're doing a real good job of that. I know it's so hard because we're, we're in a state of unrest mm-hmm. and we react if we don't take the time to prepare our minds and our hearts before engaging. But I, I keep thinking there is no one who doesn't need love right now. There is no one who doesn't need kindness right now. And when we, even when we're being attacked, mm-hmm. show love and kindness, we stick out. We stick out like a sore thumb in a good way. Yeah. And I think that even in the middle of a disagreement, showing love and kindness sticks out. Mm -hmm. It's that light that shines in the darkness. And and it does sometimes cause people to go, why would you act like that? Why why aren't you getting up in arms? Um, And then gives us opportunity to authentically share our faith. But it's hard. It's not easy. No, No, nobody likes to be disagreed with or attacked. So a couple of mornings ago, I sat down with my Bible and as God would have it, um, Hebrews 10, 24, 25 was the place where God had me land in his verse. And I just, I've been camping out on these verses because I think they're so rich with meaning. They say this, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Mm-hmm. Is, is my Facebook post or my social media post stirring up? believers to love and good works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like god put a great big period right there at the end of that sentence mm-hmm. actually probably more like a question mark like carol what are you stirring up people for because man i've seen a lot of stirring up going on a lot yes but are we as believers stirring one another up to love and good works um and and the the last part of verse twenty five says, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Mm, oh, yes. I mean, There's an urgency in that that, that I think we all feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The good works piece of that is really important. I was thinking about something I heard the other day. Is at a church that was really struggling to get anybody to come. This was, of course, before coronavirus stuff. But this church was struggling to get anybody to come. Anyway, so they started just reaching out in love. They started a feeding program to people and that feeding program grew into a congregation for this church. And the same is true in our lives, like reaching out and doing something, a good work, a kindness, especially for someone maybe we don't agree with Hmm. can change the whole tide. It can open up the doors for God to just sweep in there, Hmm. but it takes that humility. I think humility, I I wrote that down and circled it many times in my (laughs) hoping to be humble. Yeah. So I think as we kind of, you know, circle back around with this, I think one piece of advice in a way that I I want you guys to hold me accountable is to wait. When you see a post that kind of makes you, you know, sees that anxiety rising back up in you, you wait, you walk away from it. You maybe even like Kelly said, snooze that person for 30 days, you wait to respond. Second thing is think on the fruits of the spirit. And Mm -hmm. are you displaying those in your post? 
Third thing is don't make sweeping generalizations about us and them or you and the other side. Just don't do it. Just refuse to do it. And then I think the other part of it is to just stir one up another in, in love and good works. You know, even the Bible says they'll know your Christians by your love, you know, um, if when you love one another, that's how they'll know. And so how can we love? And then also offering your viewpoint as a gift. I mean, I think all of those things I want you guys to kind of hold me accountable to. And maybe we can do some work on that in the Facebook page. Um, because I just think it's so important and I think it can start change doesn't happen on a global scale with millions of people. It happens with one, you know, Mm -hmm. it starts with you and me responding differently. That's where change is going to come. That's where Jesus is going to be lifted high. He said in the word, you know, if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all people to me. And that's, I think the way that I can do that at least. And so I'm asking for some accountability in that in my life. We'll give it to you. Yep. <laughs> and likewise, yeah. Like, yeah. we all need to be able to hold each other accountable and also just encourage each other. That good work, stirring each other up to good works is my biggest takeaway from this today. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts or ways that you deal with contention in your relationships. We'd love to hear from you. You're always welcome to email us at girltalkatthelightfm.org. I wish you could see us in the office whenever we get an email from you. We like do a little happy dance. We, we copy them off and put them in a book because we love them so much. So we would love to hear from you. We're always here to pray for you. We're always here uh, to encourage you. So let us hear from you. Girl Talk at the Light FM. That's going to do it for today. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.